Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Welcome to hour number two of the Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete of the show. If you would like to email, it's Pete at the Pete show.com. And uh, on Twitter, it's at Pete Callender. We got more audio. Look, if I sat through four hours of public comment last night, uh, you're going to hear it too. No, I'm <laughs> I've got, I pulled some of the highlights. I made some montages and such. Um, there were a lot of, a lot of angry parents and students at the Charlotte Mecklenburg school board last night. And I felt, I felt bad watching them mainly because like while I was watching them, I was kind of gouging my eyes out, you know, with a pencil, but no, uh, I felt bad for these parents because they actually thought that they were going to move a needle. They thought that they were going to be able to persuade enough members on that board to not use socioeconomic status, AKA race to not use race as a as the ultimate priority. And that hasn't been the case in CMS in 70 years, 100 years. Whether it was segregation, desegregation and busing, the lifting of the busing orders, and all the si- the student assignment plans. Look, you're talking about a district that when they were uh Relieved of the the burden of having to bus kids all over. And like a lot of people at the time were saying, wow, think about all of the the money that is now going to be saved in transportation costs. Because instead of busing kids all over the county, right now you can have a lot of kids going to their neighborhood schools. You'll be able to walk to schools and stuff. But CMS wouldn't allow for that. And one of the ways that they continue to force busing on the community was by not building schools. They yeah, they refused to build schools. That why do you think there were so many schools up in North Mech with all the trailers for so long? They didn't want to build schools up there. Because if you build schools up there, then people are going to move up there to be in that school. They didn't want that. This is who this is who you are fighting. It's it's that same institutional mindset. It hasn't gone away. Maybe they found different words to use when dressing up the policies and the goals. But it's still the same. It hasn't changed. And that's why vouchers are such a threat. Because parents are going to get to actually pick where they want to go to school. In fact, one of the parents last night said that very thing. He said, you know, we're not helpless victims here. He first said, you know, for the parents who got what they wanted, congratulations, good for you, I'm happy for you, but make no mistake... They will come for you at some point. They will blow up your community. Think about this. The neighborhood that they blew up to do the Polo Ridge student assignment, the, the, the tweaks, quote-unquote, that they made for the Polo Ridge Elementary area, all of those people go, they're all in the same HOA. Literally the same neighborhood association. And you split them. You split them all up. 
These are people that hang out all the time. They're in the same, right? They, they go to the same clubhouse. They have the same pool, right? They're all there together. They've built their, or they're building in that neighborhood, right? You build a neighborhood in order to have a sense of community. And now CMS comes in and says, we're actually going to split this community in half because we need your numbers. We need your demographic profiles to populate this school over here and get certain um, uh, salary information, right? If salary data, if you make a lot of money, we need to send you over here to boost that socioeconomic diversity profile. We need more rich people over here. We need more poor people over there, right? So we're going to carve up your your HOA. We're going to carve up your neighborhood based on how much money your household makes. Because they can't do it based on race. And it's the closest proxy they can use. And that's why they have the three tiers. High, mid, low, whatever. That, that, that's what that's about. Always has been. And one of the parents said, we're not, uh, we're not helpless victims. The Raleigh legislature has been you know, moving the school vouchers through. And that is something that we should explore. And I completely agree. Completely agree. And this is something that people who are fixed or, or have their eyes fixed rather on the, uh, on the K-12 government model, is something that they cannot comprehend. And I don't know why it's through you know lack of creativity, a lack of imagination, will, willful blindness. I don't know, but there is nothing that stops some local parents from getting together and creating. You remember? I'm gonna here, here you go. I'm old enough to remember this. Maybe you are too. A learning pod. These were all the rage way back in 2020. Remember when there was that pandemic that hit. And Governor Cooper saved us all, remember? So during the pandemic, we had parents that because they couldn't send their kids to K-12 GovCo schools because the unions had shut them down, which now they claim they never did. But they, they shut the schools down. So parents were getting together and creating these little pods. Why can't you continue to do that kind of a model? In fact, if you take the school voucher money, $7,000 a piece or so, you get 10 kids together, you got seventy grand. You think you might be able to hire a teacher for a 10-kid classroom? I think so. And that, that teacher would then teach a curriculum, right, to prepare the kids. Some of the, like, I got to tell you, the kids last night that were speaking in front of this packed audience, I was super impressed with these. One kid, he's like 10, and he's talking about, like, what you're depriving me of all of these things that are going to enhance my resume. The dude's talking about a resume, and he's like, he's... <laughs> He's like 10 years old. I, this kid's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. <laughs> there, Yeah, there's a little girl. She was, I mean, she made like this really concise and compelling argument. They were very, very good. Very impressive kids. Um, there was, uh, there was a, I don't understand what this woman was, uh, was talking about. Lisa Klein. She's a former teacher, social studies teacher. And she started talking about how it's D-Day and, history and her dad was in D-Day and whatever. It, it, like she's going on and on about this. Well, here, I mean, you could take a, take a listen because she ends up, she ends up voting against the plan. Yet in her comments, she says she's supporting it. Schools were closed. Oh my goodness. Again with Lenora ship. 
I'm not trying to play you, Lenora. I'm trying to play Lisa Klein. So what we must do now is this. Show our children a positive, honorable way to change. Parents must be positive role models, not negative ones. If you are fortunate enough to get the school you want for your child, be generous in victory. Turn that energy you've been pouring into town halls, text messages, meetings, towards making this new boundary plan work for you, your children, and all the children in CMS. If you don't get what you hoped for in the boundary plan, be gracious about it and move ahead. Turn that focus and energy toward making your child's school a great one for your child and all the other students who attend it. Mm. All the participants in this long-running boundary discussion have poured their hearts into it. I've seen it at every turn in this long journey. I ask you now to keep pouring your hearts into CMS, into helping us make sure that every single student gets the education required to <laughs> succeed. All right, so now that we have crapped all over you, please, please continue to support us even more so we can help every student. Like, Look, those parents that were at that meeting last night, you know who they were lobbying for? Their kids. They were lobbying for their kids. Because, yes, we're all a village. It takes a village, blah, blah, blah. But really, when you're, you as a parent, right, your number one priority is to your family. They were out, they were there to advocate for their family, for their kids. And this, this school board member is going to try to twist that into, you need to do more. You need to devote all your energies for all the children. This is, and you could tell she's a former teacher because there's this mentality that they're your kids. They're not your kids. I don't know how many times we need to start drilling this into these, these uh, educrats' minds. They are not your children. You have them for a few months in their lives, and then they're gone. They're not yours. They're the parents. They're their kids. If we do that now, if we show our children that it's okay to fight, and it's okay to accept that you might not win every time, and that's just as important to gracefully accept the outcome. The boot on your neck fits fine, everyone, okay? It just Look, here's the thing. The problem is the model. The problem is the model. You're fighting against a model that doesn't work. And you keep thinking if you just have the right people in place, then you'll be able to convince them to make the model work. No. Think of it this way. You know, like how the lefties, you guys are always talking about systemic racism and institutional racism, that sort of stuff. Well, think of it like that. The institution itself, the system itself is broken. There you go. I'm all about analogies. Oh, hey, real quick. Before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, 
canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? We continue to feel that the superintendent's final proposal places an unnecessary amount of that change on our community. I don't understand why I was switched since Myers Park is right next to my middle school. Some people have shirts that say future AK students. What are they supposed to do with that? Not sure what factors were considered while implementing these changes. At least I can think that superintendent was misguided or informed with the wrong metrics. Why would you move me? Almost all of my friends are going to Myers Park. In fact, more than 85% of my classmates are going there. I already had to leave a lot of friends when I left Sharon to go to AG. Fix this for our children. Modify the map. Today's vote is not really about rezoning. It has nothing to do with the rezoning as such. It is about green lighting a policy to destroy communities. <laughs> By drawing arbitrary lines, through the hearts of communities, you are destroying communities. The families who share the same HOA, share the same swimming pool, cannot go to the same school. How is that fair? But who cares? Who really cares? Right. Who really cares? When you order your society around the school, you are at the mercy of the people who run the schools. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let me get uh, Douglas. Welcome to the show. Hello, Douglas. How are you? I'm doing great. I hope you are. Yes, sir. I, I think it's interesting that um, there's no talk of the carbon footprint that will be enlarged in order to accomplish all this additional busing. Yeah, they never do discuss the... Uh the carbon footprint, the environmental impact. In fact, one of the parents last night made a joke about it. Um, and then, you know, he's, uh, he tried to tie, tie it to the climate change or whatever. And nobody, you know, of course, nobody laughed. Nobody got the joke. I did. I was laughing. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fair point. If we, if we fold this ESG stuff into every single other element, why does it never get brought up on the busing? Uh I uh, couldn't tell you. I, all I know is I'm 54, and I was uh, originally bused uh, in elementary school um, uh, down in Greenville, South Carolina, mm -hmm. um, and it was uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. It, it was uh, and it was an additional drain on on my folks uh, as well as uh, um, other activities. But uh, nevertheless, um, uh, th this uh, this will seemingly continue forever. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that guy nailed, nailed it on the head. I wish he had gone a little bit further with it, like you were saying. It's just uh, this is a systematic deconstruction of neighborhoods. Right. Right. Uh, and, and temporarily so. This is the point. They want the, they want the flexibility to constantly redraw the lines whenever they need to in order to racially and socio socioeconomically balance the schools. That, that, that's the purpose here. For, you know, yeah. for equity's sake, so to speak. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Douglas, yeah, appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Great show. Thanks. All right, thank Have you, sir. Um, let me finish playing this clip from Lisa Klein, uh, school board member. The very end of her comments, listen. And that's just as important to gracefully accept the outcome. Okay. This emotional battle will not have been in vain. Yeah. All of us can win in the long run if we work together. 
Okay. So she said she would support the plan, but then she voted against it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. School board, man. School board. What's the, uh, what was the Mark Twain saying? First, God made idiots for practice. Then he made school boards. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items. From modern tactical gear to historical collectibles, Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Let's get Ralph on the program. Hello, Ralph. How are you? Good afternoon, Pete. I would advise those people, and I don't know if this is correct for pronunciation of the community that live in, that Polo Ridge, I would form a charter school and invite all the people affected in that area to it. Now, I'm going to have to get back to work, but I'll listen to your comment. Yeah, no, uh, I appreciate the call, Ralph. There was a parent who made that very point. Uh, He did not specifically say create a charter, but he was a Polo Ridge dad. Uh, They had spent all this time, you know, doing the data analysis, drawing new map lines and all of this, and they, they thought, well, look, if we just do all of this, then and, and just hand it to them. Well, look, we're doing the work for you. And what you realize very quickly when you when you run up against bureaucrats in, in any setting, whether it's and this occurs in corporate as well. But corporate doesn't have the, the, the force of government, right? They can't compel you at the end of a gun to do something, right? They can't deprive you of your life, liberty or property. They can't throw you in jail. They they can't take all of your money. Um, government can. And when you run up against the inertia or lack thereof, I should say, right, this, this, this resistance, it's like, here's the solution, I hand you the solution, and the default position is no. And that's what they ran up against. You're just not going to convince the nine members of the school board who are there for equity's sake Right. That's what they're they they I mean, most of them, I think at this point now, what Melissa Early is a former teacher. Lisa Klein's a former teacher. Um, Rankin, I think he's a former staffer. Like all of these people are from the education field. Right. So why do you think why do you think that they're not going to be all in on this ideology? Of course they are. This is the problem. Right. This is the problem, by the way, when people just check out and they're like, well, I'm just going to go and I'll do my own thing. I'll be over here, whatever. Is that when you when good people don't get involved, good, competent people don't get involved, you end up being governed by incompetent dumbasses like that's the that's what happens. And so that's a you know, that's a call for people to be engaged. And those families that were involved last night, they need to organize and they need to run for some school board seats, and they need to knock off some of these idiots or start their own charter. I would submit Ralph is on the right track. You are better off starting your own school 
than you are trying to work within the CMS framework. 20 years ago, all the parents up in the North Mech area, not all of them, but a lot of parents in the North Mech area, I remember I would go to these events. They were held up in Huntersville, Cornelius, packed houses, packed houses. And there was the effort made to try to deconsolidate Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools because of the, the refusal by the board and the educrats, the absolute refusal to build new schools up there. They just would not do it because they wanted to keep busing. Gary says, Pete, why would anyone buy a house in a Charlotte-Mecklenburg school district with an idea of where your kid's going to go to school if they can up and ship your kid across town. Yeah. There, there's no stability here, right? There's no stability. Um, oh, here we go. Hang on. Oh, wow. Thank you. All right, so I just got this. I'm just seeing this from uh, the Charlotte Ledger's uh, tweet. This is amazing. Let me see here if I can open this because there's a, it's a tweet thread. Charlotte Ledger. Uh, yeah, the Twitter handle is CLT Ledger. School board member Lisa Klein, who said that she would support the CMS reassignment plan, but then voted against it, uh, tells the Charlotte Observer's Anna Marie, Anna Maria Del. Del uh, all right. Uh, in, in an online interview that the word support was figurative. Really? She says, quote, it's figurative because even though we may disagree with something, we're a board. I may have said no to the vote, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to support the plan. Right before the vote, she said, quote, I will support this plan and I ask you to support it, too. (laughs) So that was figurative. Shut up. Oh, my God. Are you for real right now? Are you for real? This is this is minor league political ball. This is this is just ridiculous. Do you think we're idiots? Like, do you think we are stupid? You ask all of the, I mean, and that's the thing too. And look, okay, I, 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 cards on the table here. I do not react well to the infantilizing politicians that speak to me as if I'm a, a two year old. Okay, I bristle at this stuff. I bristle when I get politicians up there talking to me like I am in their classroom and they are my teacher and I don't have any idea of the brilliance because they have the teacher's answer book in front of them. And that's crap. You don't have the answer book in front of you. You are winging it. You're brand new school board members. You have no idea what you're doing on this stuff. Just because you were a classroom teacher doesn't mean you you, you understand how to be drawing all the demographic boundaries. Okay? You guys got rolled. Sorry, you got rolled. You represent these areas of, of town, and you got rolled. Now, even if you fought back, you still voted no. You wouldn't have won the day anyway. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I understand that. But don't be sitting up here telling me that, oh, and I said I support the plan, and I ask you to support it too, but now I'm going to vote no. But I still support the plan. Shut up. Give me a break. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I've heard some dumb things, uh, like mainly up in Asheville. Uh, but I've heard some dumb things said by politicians. This one is one of the worst. This is one of the worst. Uh, then there is Summer Nunn who voted no. 
said she wanted more time for neighborhoods to advocate and for the board to digest the data. I just thought we could get it to a little bit of a better place than where we were in the recommendation. And they were interviewing her on a Facebook uh, live page, a FaceTube event, I guess. A vote no isn't saying that you think it's bad. In governance, it's a process. It was to approve it as is or send it back to staff. Sometimes people think of yes and no in absolutes when really it's a signal of where we are in the... Oh, my God, shut up. This is the second stupidest thing I've ever heard. What are you What are you saying? What are you even saying? Yes or no? You get two choices in the matter. It's pretty black or white. It's yes or no. Do you vote for the plan or not? So you vote no, that means you're not in support of the plan. This is it. That's the process. It's over. The next... It, it, like. All of the reassignments that all these families, tens of thousands of kids in 27 schools are going to have to go through now, that's happening. That's real to them. It's black or white to them. This is just lunacy. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. Let me go over here. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm good, Pete. You kind of touched on something that rung a bell. Um, with the uh, real estate listings, the multiple listing services, yeah, are they all null and void? Because when you look at them when you're shopping for a home, they tell you what neighborhood schools. They'll and update isn't them. That, isn't that now just a big question mark? There are no neighborhood schools? Yeah, they'll tell you where you're assigned to. But then they always yeah, have like a caveat or something like, oh, make sure you check, you know, with, you know, the local school districts, whatever. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's a big deal. I haven't, for- looked, I haven't looked at a listing in a while, so I don't know if they have an asterisk or anything about it. But um, I think they ought to uh, file a class action lawsuit against all the realtors. Well, it would. I don't know if you could do it against the realtors, but the the uh, the problem there is you got people who were in the process of buying homes and exactly. some of yeah yeah and, and and like maybe they've gone under contract and then uh, or maybe they closed and now they're getting ready to move in and all of a sudden it's oh wow everything our our lines just shifted now I don't know what? if it's gonna you know how much that's going to matter if you're moving in because you don't know anybody the bigger impact is on the the people who live in these neighborhoods the kids and a lot of them have already been split up from their elementary school friends when they went to middle school and now they're going to get split up again and sent into a different feeder system with kids that they haven't been in any of the schools with before so you're 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 being very disruptive to the kids and what the cms brass always says is kids are resilient they'll bounce back it's okay you know they keep saying that and to some degree yes but to another degree no, these are kids that that are being robbed of the ability to make lifelong friendships when they're growing up, because that's where all of those friendships sort of order themselves around is the neighborhood and then the school. 
Well, I grew up in Detroit, and because of desegregation, I went to seven different schools, K through 12. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, it's disruptive, and they can... um, uh, they can they can poo poo it and, and hand wave it as much as they want to, but it is disruptive, uh, and for some kids, uh, very much so. But they want to deny that. Jeff, I appreciate the call. All right, all right, man. You. Thanks. All right, let me play this last bit of uh, this last clip of uh, audio that I've got. This is number uh, seven. Um, all right, so uh, this is a dad, Polo Ridge uh, parent, and he mentioned something about Ballantyne. I believe he's talking about Ballantyne Elementary School, and. There's all there is this rumor out there that, well, here just. My name is Ella Shukla, a proud Polo Ridge and Adrikal parents. Some of you heard me over and over, and uh, I guess you guys are tired of Polo Ridge. That's what we heard. But sorry, we are not going anywhere until the correct decision has been made. Board members, I don't know whether you have made decisions or not, but tonight you have one important job, and that job is to send Polo Ridge back to Adrikal. That is not for the parents, not for the staff members, not for anyone. It's for these kids you see here. Some of these kids, they have school tomorrow, 6.30. Still, they are here because their future is in danger. They are fighting for their future. Some of the board members are new in this CMS board. This is the chance for you to prove your integrity. This is the chance to leave your legacy behind. Dr. Hill, I have a question for you. You recently joined CMS a year back. You don't know the families, you don't know the neighborhood, you don't know the schools and district, and still you decided to break us apart. Your draft is creating rivalry between the families. We are shouting against each other, Ballantyne and Polo Ridge. That should not be the case. Your job is to unite the families, not to divide. And I cannot believe in your plan, two prominent country clubs got their way to Adrikel, and we Polo Ridge, poor Polo Ridge families are struggling to get school in our neighborhood. So, you hear that? Two country clubs, they got to stay. Their lines didn't get moved. I have no idea if it's true or not. No idea. Anne wants to know, can you just lie about how much money you make in order to get moved to different schools? That's, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Stan says, after listening to the arguments about school locations for kids last night, it seems to me that there's a lot more attention being paid to where kids go to school than wh- whether they're getting an education after they get there. I don't care if my kid attends an hour away with giraffes. Well, that would be a cool school. As their classmates, as long as they learn uh, what they need to succeed in life while they're uh, on that, public schools get an F. Jan says, uh, sounds like there is a contest for who can say the dumbest thing at the school board. Yeah, I don't know who would win that. The very reason for creating public schools in the first place was to ensure every child got an education, no child left behind, i.e., since it has now turned into most kids left behind, total market-based schools would at least ensure a higher percentage of kids actually getting an education. Um, there is a connection here, too. Our very our, our favoritist school board or uh, county commission, well, second favoritist, I should say, because my favorite is Vilmalee. Well, I guess then the second may be George Dunlap. Well, it might be a tie with Laura Meyer. Laura Meyer. Yeah. Uh, she has taken to the Twitter machine celebrating a story that uh, that the Moms for Liberty organization has been called a terrorist organization by the Southern Poverty Law Center. <laughs> All right, I'll get to that in a minute.